What is up everyone? It's Quinn here. And in today's video, I'm going to be going through my top 36 wide receiver rankings, splitting these players up into tiers, and then talking about them individually. If you all have any fantasy questions, you can drop those down below. Just hit me with the uh, scoring setting. If it's like a start sick question or like a trade you want me to look over. Um, if you enjoy the content, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel. Let's jump right into it. So we're going to start off in tier one, not really going to dive in on all these like elite options. I have 10 tier one players, Jefferson, Hill, Chase, Diggs, Amon Ross St. Brown, Calvin Ridley, AJ Brown, CD Lamb, Devonte Adams, and Chris Olave. These are guys that are just going to be locked into your lineup every single week. You know, the only shot you'd be sitting any of these players is if it's like a four team league. Um, I think the two players I just kind of wanted to point out. First one was Calvin Ridley. Um, you know, he was someone I was very high on heading into the season, had a monster week one with Christian Kirk at like wide receiver three snaps. It really looks like Calvin Ridley is going to absolutely smash the season. So I think I'd honestly view him kind of in a similar spot um, to where I have him ranked this week as like a rest of season option. I think he is a surefire wide receiver one moving forward. And then the other guy was Chris Olave. He was someone where we were drafting him, kind of expecting him to take a jump. It seems like he's taken that jump. Even in a game where Michael Thomas was solid, Rashid Shahid had a nice game, Chris Olave still balled out. So I do like Chris Olave as one of the elite options moving forward. Now shifting into tier two, it's going to be a smaller tier. Devonta Smith, T. Higgins, Jalen Waddell, and Keenan Allen. So three of these dudes are going to be wide receiver twos on good offenses. I know some of you guys may be panicking on T. Higgins after his goose egg. With games like that, sometimes you just got to throw it in the trash. Burrow throwing for under 100 passing yards. You know, Higgins catching zero of eight targets. It's just an extreme outlier performance. When Higgins is healthy and playing, he's a fringe wide receiver one. So I think he belongs kind of in this area going up against the Ravens. I think we're going to see a nice, you know, offensive performance from both of those teams. Um, and then Keenan Allen is the uh, final guy in this tier. Wide receiver one for the Chargers. Looked good in week one going up against the Titans. Now moving over to tier three, going to start it off with D-Hop going up against the Chargers. I do believe he's dealing with a uh, ankle injury. I think he missed practice, but we also have to consider he's a veteran. Um, I don't think the Titans are going to really want him to practice through anything at this point in his career. So if he's good to go, this is where I'd have him ranked. Um, I'd say I was kind of neutral on him heading into the season. Wasn't overly excited due to the landing spot, but he went out in week one, commanded a very high number of targets. I also like the matchup here against the Chargers. We just saw them get absolutely shredded by the uh, Dolphins, obviously different caliber of offenses, but I still think this is a decent matchup here for D-Hop. So he's going to lead this tier. Then we have the back-to-back -back 49ers wide receivers, Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk. I feel like some people are just going to catapult Ayuk over Debo, and maybe that's how it plays out rest of season, but I don't think we want to way overreact after one week, right? Like Debo Samuel was pretty consistently being drafted probably like two, maybe even three rounds ahead of Brandon Ayuk. I don't think we just throw that away because of one performance. Could Ayuk be the wide receiver one? Sure. But I think Debo could also bounce back and all of these 49er weapons are going to have their huge boom games. Debo's going to get his same thing with George Kittle. We saw it happen to Ayuk in week one, but I still think both of these guys are really nice options here in week one. Behind them, I have DK Metcalf. Even though the Seahawks completely flopped, uh, DK Metcalf 
you know, I guess was all right in your fantasy lineups because he did get into the end zone. I do think he's the wide receiver one on this team, and I would be expecting a bounce back here from Geno in week two. I don't think they're going to look as bad as they did uh, against the Rams in week one. And then to wrap up this tier, I have Mike Williams. I was very high on Mike Williams heading into the season. Didn't do anything crazy in week one, but we have to remember he left that game in the middle of it. Um, with an injury, came back, so he didn't run the full set of routes. He's also a player who historically is just kind of boom or bust. He is a big play machine. So, you know, one game he'll give you a clunker. The next one he'll give you a big performance. Still really like Mike Williams as like a mid-tier wide receiver too this week. Then moving into tier four, got Amari Cooper, Christian Watson, Michael Pittman, and Tyler Lockett. Bunch of players in kind of different situations here. Starting off with Amari Cooper, had weird usage in week one. I think it's due to him getting banged up in the middle of the game. If he's healthy, I still think he's going to be the clear-cut wide receiver one on this team, and I think he's a nice wide receiver two option. Christian Watson, there's no guarantee that he plays in this game, but he's someone I was very high on heading into the season. So if he is healthy, good to go. I think he's a nice wide receiver too. Michael Pittman was someone who I was higher on than consensus heading into the season. I think people were just kind of throwing him away because they thought uh, Anthony Richardson would just be terrible as a passer. Whenever someone's kind of factoring in like the worst case scenario into an ADP, it kind of makes him a decent value. He commanded some really nice volume in week one, got into the end zone. Uh, Richardson looked solid. They were letting him sling it. So I think Pittman's a nice option moving forward. And I think, you know, if you view him as a high-end wide receiver three, that's fine. I think he belongs somewhere in that range. And then the final player in this tier, Tyler Lockett, similar things to what I said about DK Metcalf, expecting a bounce back out of this uh, Seahawks offense. Even though I really like JSN, we are seeing that Metcalf and Lockett, at least in week one, were locked into the wide receiver one and wide receiver two snaps. JSN was the clear number three, so he should be uh, you know, good to go moving forward. And then moving into tier five, going to start it off with Zay Flowers. Zay Flowers was someone who I don't even think I had in my uh, top 36 last week. I was kind of just taking the wait and see approach with this Ravens offense. You know, who would be the number one? Would it be OBJ? Would it be Rashad Bateman? What would this offense look like? It looks like they want Zay Flowers to be their number one option. He clearly led the team in targets and not only led the team in targets, but they were going out of their way to give this man the ball. He was electric once it got in his hands. I'm very excited to see what uh, Zay Flowers is going to do throughout the rest of the season. Now moving over to, I guess, the wide receiver threes, but still in tier five, it's going to be Jerry Judy. We'll see if he plays in this game. Um, If Judy does not play, then I'll probably throw in Cortland Sutton at like the back end of these rankings. Right now, Cortland Sutton isn't in these. I do like Jerry Judy as their clear-cut wide receiver one, fringe wide receiver two option if he's healthy. 26 and 27, back-to-back Buccaneers, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans. Like the matchup here against the Bears. Not overly high on this Bucs offense, but I think this is another matchup that we can kind of exploit here in week two. Unfortunately, at 28, I have Garrett Wilson. We'll see if this is, you know, kind of too big of an overreaction. It's just the loss of Aaron Rodgers factored in with a bad matchup. Like, I think Zach Wilson could hypothetically support Garrett Wilson in, you know, neutral or positive matchups. It's just tough. You know, week one, you go into it with A-Rod as your quarterback. Now, week two, you got Zach Wilson going up against the Cowboys. It's a tough look. I think Garrett Wilson is talented enough to still produce. Um, I wouldn't have him this low as like a rest of season option. I'd still have him as a wide receiver too. Just this specific week, I don't think it's a great spot for Garrett Wilson. Uh, Behind him, I have DJ Moore wrapping up tier five. Moore did not have a good game in week one. His Bears debut did not go well, especially for fantasy. I'm not just going to, you know, take that one game and completely tank him down my rankings. 
maybe there's a little bit of you know concern on this Bears offense as a whole and their passing game, but I still think we can't you know firmly lock that take in after just one week. And then moving into the final tier, tier six, I have Drake London here at 30. Some people may think this is too high. Full transparency, I was high on Drake London heading into the season. So, you know, I'm moving him down, but it's probably not as significant as other people who weren't as high on him heading into the year. Kind of similar thing to DJ Moore. I don't think we can take one game and be like, this Falcons offense is never going to have any passing volume. Drake London's never going to get targeted. Like, I don't think that's the takeaway we should have. I do think it's a very realistic takeaway that any ceiling we were expecting from him, you know, maybe they surprise us and do go more pass heavy. That is all gone at this point. Maybe not completely gone, but, you know, you'd strongly lean towards them being a very heavy run offense throughout the season, but you're not going to get 18 pass attempts per game. It's going to be somewhere between 25 and probably 30 attempts. And Drake Lennon's already proven he can command targets at a very high level. He didn't do it in week one. I don't really have concerns for that long term. It's just that his upside is going to be capped due to the volume. Um, behind him, I have Terry McLaurin. Tough matchup here against the Broncos with uh, Pat Sertan. I know there was some talk, you know, you get these tough matchups. How do you deal with the situation? Do you play the wide receiver? Do you go with the wide receiver too? For me, I typically like still prefer to play the talented guy or like the number one option, which would be Terry McLaurin, but I do have him decently close to Jahan Dotson in my rankings. I think I was a little harsh on Jahan Dotson in my start sit video. I think I had him as a sit. We'll bump him up to more of a fringe option alongside Terry McLaurin. Uh, Between those guys, I have George Pickens who gets a bump with the Deontay Johnson injury. I'm not a huge George Pickens guy, so I'm probably still a little bit low. Even with Deontay out, I don't know if he's going to be able to command enough volume. That's always been his problem. He can make the big play, but can he consistently command targets? I guess we'll see without Deontay for potentially the next few weeks. After Pickens, I have Zay Jones. He's operating as the clear-cut wide receiver two in this Jaguars offense. A very, very valuable role to have. Going up against the Chiefs, I think Zay Jones is a nice wide receiver three flex play moving forward. And then at 35 and 36, I have Brandon Cooks and Nico Collins. Brandon Cooks, like him as a wide receiver too on a top offense, does have a tough matchup against the Jets, but I still think he's, uh, you know, playable as like a wide receiver three or a flex option. And then Nico Collins. I think Nico Collins is going to be the wide receiver one for the Texans. Saw a lot of volume in week one. Now, you know, granted it was kind of an outlier volume game for the Texans. Like I think CJ Stroud threw it like 44 times. That's not going to happen consistently, but I still view Nico Collins as their uh, top option. And I think this probably will be a somewhat competitive game against the Colts. I believe the Colts are favored, but I don't think it's going to be like some sort of huge blowout. And honestly, a blowout would probably, uh, you know, kind of favor Nico Collins even more. It was pretty tough cutting these wide receiver rankings down to 36. So I just have like a ton of guys who could realistically filter in at the bottom here. Jordan Addison, Jackson Smith and Jigba, Marquise Brown, Michael Thomas, Elijah Moore, and Puka Nakua. Those were the guys that I kind of considered for those final spots. Addison and JSN, I didn't quite slide them in because they're still getting wide receiver three snaps on their own rosters, like sub 70% raw participation, which isn't great. I think long-term that will definitely improve. I mean, for Jordan Addison, it could happen this week. Um, JSN, obviously a stiffer wide receiver competition, but that's why I held those guys out. Uh, Marquise Brown, very talented, just a really, really rough offense that he's on. Uh, Michael Thomas, think he's just right on the outside looking in looked good you know first game back from a ton of injuries um and then elijah moore decent week one um didn't really get like the crazy volume or fantasy performance but his usage was strong and then puka nakua coming off of a fantastic week one 
Would rather see it one more time before I go all in on him, you know, like starting him over some of these proven options. But he looked like a, you know, very involved member of that Rams offense in the first week. So we'll see if he can carry that over into week two. That's going to wrap it up for my top 36, I guess, plus a few like five, six, seven honorable mentions. If you guys enjoyed the video, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel. I already have my running back rankings up for week two. So go check those out. Uh, But thank you all for stopping by and I will see you in the next one.